Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. everybody and welcome to the kachat it's the only podcast brave enough to ask the question hey what's up with cars i'm lucas southworth and i'm john bishop i think i know that pause you're trying to think of something dumb to say other than your name but you couldn't get there or dramatic 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 i i think that you it was it started as the first but then you're like i'll just do the second is is my final guess for it Last week, yeah. I considered doing the dramatic, and I uh, didn't go for it. For this week, I just decided to go for it. Hey, you know, uh, it would be fun if future Lucas just cut out the dramatic pause altogether, but we'll see. <laughs> and I'm John Bishop. All right. John, we are debuting a new, what do I call them, mini-series? Is that what I call the, like named episodes that we do several of it's uh yeah yeah yeah, it's just that i don't know man i don't know i feel like i oh i have a name for it and i never remember what it is but we'll call it yeah we're doing a new series and uh this time it was john's idea but i forgot about it so i came up with the exact same idea years later (laughs) early early uh in a brainstorming session if i remember right john said hey what if we did like rankings for the cars as a mini series like we came in and we debated like who was the most powerful that's that's what we're doing today etc stuff like that and i said no i don't like that idea (laughs) fast forward two years and i texted john that exact idea and i was really proud of it (laughs) And he, he 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 reminded me that he had that idea. So full credit to John. The only defense I will give myself is what sounds like a good idea 12 episodes in and what sounds like a good idea 112 episodes in are two different things. That is true. But yeah, it's called Carburatings, which <laughs> I'm very proud of <laughs> that name. And... Yeah, we we both have brought in some candidates. Like I said, this week we're going to do the most powerful characters in Cars. And I don't know if we ever decided if we're doing a top 10 or a top 5 or if we're just going to see see where the spirit leads us. Well, uh, in the immortal words of TikTok, yeah. I misunderstood the assignment. Sure, I'm sure you did. That uh, is so, unsurprising. So here's what I have. Instead of having a most powerful list, I have... A, mo- a most powerful list, and a hottest list, and a best dancer list, and a best list, and a worst list, all of which are five. Oh no, I came up with all of those too, but like I said, I think w- this is another example of 
John and I disagreeing on how much time things will take in our episodes. I think we can do a full episode solely on most powerful. Okay. Uh, we have all those other ones in our back pocket in case it takes us three minutes to be like, no, it's Mater and then some four other ones. <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh, my joke no longer works as that was going to be my response. <laughs> I mean, honest, honestly, there are some that aren't going to be Mater. I gotta imagine a lot of a lot of the ones we do are going to be Mater because he's just the most. He's just the most, mm-hmm. and that umbrella encompasses a lot of things. All right. So the answer, of course, is Sully. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So I imagine the way this will work, and you. You've assumed the way it'll work, but I just want to codify it. Is that we go back and forth giving candidates. Yes. Give some justification. Then once all candidates are in the pool, we debate. Yeah, that sound good? All right. Counterproposal. Yeah. Uh, We throw out at least one joke answer. Yeah. And then one of us goes and we say our number five. And then the other person defeats that and then if they defeat it successfully they give their number five and so on and so forth until we are at our ones and if we fail to defeat the other opponent we have to go up one rung of the ladder so if I... my number five doesn't beat your number five i have to go with my number four mm, okay the thing is i didn't number mine <laughs> i just have candid i know my... again I know who my number one is. <laughs> Past that, I'm a little unsure. I could do that pretty quick, I bet, though. All right, and right now I'm going to take both of our lists down one number and say you can't say Mater. Yeah, I, I was thinking about throwing that rule out myself, and I'll say I had a really hard time narrowing down my list. I actually have like nine candidates, but I was mm-hmm. only going to say five. So All right. that's fine with me. Okay, so I've given my joke answer which was my number six. Do you want to go first or do I go first? I think I understand the format, but I'm not entirely sure. So I'd like to go first to see what you do after that and see if it's what I think is going to happen. Nice. Okay. And I think my number five is maybe a little unorthodox, but my number five is Lightning McQueen, John. Mm. Okay. Okay. I think... There are two reasons. One is much more, uh, I guess, in the traditional sense of powerful uh, than the other. And I'll do Mm -hmm. that one first. We talked last week about how Lightning is sort of uh, the person that Mater takes on his escapades with him and how Mater won't allow him to die. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of Mater's weirdness has rubbed off onto Lightning most definitely uh the most definite examples being well he got transformed into a plane one time he got transformed into a monster truck one time and the one that i'm building to is of course when he got lightning god powers mm-hmm. and i think that's a really solid base for a powerful character but on top of that even if we go outside of our traditional mater has god powers nonsense 
I think there's something to be said for the celebrity of Lightning McQueen and Hmm. how much power that gives him. I think that in no uncertain terms, Lightning McQueen is probably the most famous person on the planet. Mm -hmm. Like we have talked and talked about how this is a world centered around racing. And especially if we go before the events of Cars 3, he was the greatest of all time in his prime he was the face of the sport that is like the thing in this universe everyone knows who lightning mcqueen is besides the citizens of radiator springs before cars happens and i think that there comes along with that a genuine huge amount of power like again not in the traditional like he can blow you up with his lightning powers kind of sense but And he can get away with stuff. He can be given preferential treatment, stuff like that. So uh, I think I've got Lightning on there with two solid bases for the argument. Okay, okay. Well, here goes my refutation. Admiral Kitty Hawk. Okay. Now this one's tough, John. Can I tell you why? Mm Mm-hmm. Admiral Kitty Hawk is like my number three. Okay. (laughs) So, so I don't disagree, but tell me, tell me why. Uh, well, uh, Admiral Kitty Hawk saved the lives of certain characters who may or may not be on your list that I may be refuting right now, even. Uh, <laughs> so if you save the life of someone, there's a good strong argument that that means that you're likely more powerful than them. Okay. Uh, if you're, if we're not going for that, there's also the fact that he is a much, much larger vehicle and has a lot more like physical power behind him. I will also say that Lightning Mater powers uh, come from Mater and are not a, pa- a part of Lightning himself. And uh, lastly, he's he's an admiral. Yeah, I was... I mean, it's hard for me to refute any of that because again, John, <laughs> that was he was one of mine later in my list. <laughs> Uh, if you don't remember, Admiral Kitty Hawk is a giant aircraft carrier. I mean, he's got big guns. <laughs> he's mm-hmm. an admiral in the Navy. Yeah, I think you've successfully beat Lightning. All right. Which means that you now have to go to your number two. Because you cannot beat well, my number four. Well, let's see here. Let me let me look all over my list here and see if one of them, I think, would genuinely beat him without going above where he was okay i'm gonna go for for my suggestion from liz uh, Mm. which is different from questions from liz uh i asked her what she thought and this was her suggestion uh and i'll say the queen okay Uh, we do meet the queen of england in cars too it's just the queen (laughs) she's the queen of a whole country and i think that i mean there again there is certainly a lot to be said uh about how just massive admiral kitty hawk is Mm -hmm. and the fact that he's got big big guns but i would say even though the monarchy has faded in power a bit in britain the queen is still the queen of a whole country and not even that is still technically the queen of a lot of other places based on, you know, Britain's horrifying colonial past. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Uh, and I would say I genuinely do believe that the being if we look purely at admiral in the United States Navy versus queen of a whole commonwealth of nations, queen eclipses that quite a bit. And I know I, I don't know that it eclipses admiral in the navy plus being a big big boat with a lot of guns Mm -hmm. but my argument is that sure yeah it does (laughs) well unfortunately we do have the whole the queen is a figurehead a very wealthy figurehead and a very wealthy figurehead who in a certain way is the like justification for a lot of things like if you wanted an official passport, if the queen wanted an official passport, she would have to get it from herself. And that's a lot of power, is that yeah. technically you are the person who approves those sort of things, even if you're not the one approving it. But in a fist fight, <laughs> queen's going down. Again, I don't the- disagree on that front. <laughs> I want it to be absolutely clear that as much as I kind of want to see a fist fight between Admiral Kitty Hawk, the aircraft carrier, and the Queen, just an old-looking car with a tiara, I think I know how it would go. See, I don't think I would want to see that fight, because, I mean, it would just be really sad. It would be pretty sad, is the thing. And there is something to be said about, well, uh, good luck, Admiral Kitty Hawk. You're not going to be able to get to the Queen on account of the uh, Queen is on land. Yeah, that's what I was going to bring up next is despite the fact that he's very big and has guns, he is pretty opposite of landlocked. Mm hmm. All right. Yes. Okay. But. If this was a champion fight, if the queen was able to summon the most uh, dangerous weapon on her side, she would, of course, summon uh, a Mr. Finn McMissile. Okay. And do we think Finn McMissile would win in a fight against Admiral Kitty Hawk? We have seen Finn McMissile defeat a pretty big boat before. We have. Certainly not an aircraft carrier sized boat, but uh, still he blew up a big, big boat. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And while it did take some effort, he didn't seem to run out of those little bombs that he has just all over his person. Mm -hmm. So I think, okay. I think in, in the classic like Batman versus Superman debate, uh, if if you just teleport them to a ring, obviously Superman's going to beat Batman. Mm-hmm. But if you give Batman just, you know, either preparation or the chance to be sneaky, then it levels the playing field a lot. And I think those are two of Finn McMissile's biggest strengths is, I mean, he's a spy. He's He's capable of being a submarine, so he could sneak up on Admiral Kitty Hawk under the water and just blow him up pretty easily. So I think it's pretty even. Okay. Uh, Well, I will say that if we're using Batman versus Superman logic, 
we have to go with the only reason that Batman ever truly wins. Batman's a lot more popular. <laughs> and I mean, that's also true. Yeah. Uh, and it's weird because Superman is more popular in one sense of like, he's super recognizable. If you think of a superhero, you think Superman. Uh, and then there's just, yeah, but people think that Batman's cooler. And I don't know that I agree, but Batman is pretty freaking cool. <laughs> All right. So I think we'll go with the Queen because she has Finn McMissile as a servant. But All right. Okay. But f should Finn McMissile be his own entry? Sh does Finn McMissile exceed the power of the Queen herself? Like, although she can order him around... Like, if he decided to go rogue, like, that would cause some devastation to the British Empire and the Queen. The problem there is it's mutually assured destruction, yeah. because she is the source of his power. I would actually disagree, John. Okay. She is definitely a source of his power, so I don't actually disagree. But uh, I would say the source of his power, and I did pick this one purely to counter Finn McMissile, because I thought he was going to be one of yours would be the train Stevenson. Okay. Especially See, he is like the Q or the 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 M. But again, they report to the Queen even yeah. if they don't. But John, based on our own lore that we set up I think in the first 10 episodes, mm -hmm. trains are the old gods and yes. The reason that I think it's Chrome is the spy organization has all this basically magic uh, technology is because Stevenson <laughs> is doling out off boons of his godlike abilities to these uh, agents. Okay. But as everyone knows, any sort of demigod, any sort of uh, fae-like creature... They are bound by oaths. Yep. And the one thing that this creature almost certainly has that will definitely tie him is his oath to the to the nation he exists within. Sure. It's, it's the representation. It's the the physical, spiritual representation. It's it's the tracks that he is on. He cannot go from that path. No matter how powerful he is, he is stuck on that path. And that path is decided by the queen. No, yeah. And I, I wasn't sure he'd beat either of them, really. I just wanted to throw him out while we were in sort of the British powers section mm -hmm. of the argument. Okay, okay, okay. Well, I think uh, queen has control over the demigods of the trains. <laughs> she has bound them to the iron tracks of her mm -hmm. land, which pretty sick <clears throat> all right well let's go on to my i guess next one because i do think that a a admiral kitty hawk is going to be defeated by the strength of a nation hell yeah but you know who can't be defeated by the strength of a nation i'm excited to find out ginormous Ooh, is that a is there a character named ginormous in cars the video game incredible i am looking them up right now tell me about him while i do he's just a monster truck <laughs> okay 
Okay. He's just an angry, angry monster truck who likes to do some damage. Okay, I'm looking at him right now. Uh, apparently he has a friend named Count, Count Spatula, which I can't mm-hmm. be bogged down by right now, but man. Count Spatula is the same, but vampire-themed. And his buddy, the Crippler. Yep, who is on one of my other lists. Okay, you've done some some combing through the wikis for this. I love it. We've already established <laughs> that the queen beats a uh, aircraft carrier you're saying just a normal monster truck beats the queen? I would love to hear why. All right. What's a king to a god? <laughs> okay. Okay. And what is the you god gotta... to a non-believer? Sure. That is a famous quote. This monster yeah. truck, he don't care about no laws. Sure. He's not a part of the system, man. He is a rowdy, rough wrecking boy and what he does is he defies the laws and he hurts people and if if he's working outside of a system where laws can do anything then who's to say that 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 poor old queen who's to say she's safe from this monster truck this ginormous monster truck who can hunt and kill to his heart's content because he is a video game character and what oh. happens when you kill a video game character? They respawn. They respawn. There you go. I will say that the queen does have a personal guard. We mm-hmm. have seen that they're not great because they did let Mater with a bomb get very mm-hmm. near the queen. So I'm not going to say they're the end all be all. Mm-hmm. She, I mean, the same thing you said. She commands Finn McMissile and the the spies. I don't know, say, hey, Finn, shoot a missile at this ding-dang fool. <laughs> and then, oops, Ginormous is gone. All right, but what happens he when Ginormous responds back. and Finn McMissile's out of Finn McMissile's? I don't know, because if we're going to say the fact that he's in a video game gives him respawn abilities, lots of the characters from these movies are also present in the video games. Yeah, but how many of them are exclusively in the video game. I knew that was going to be your argument. (laughs) I see what you're going for, and I like it. I'm just not sure I can get behind it, John. All right, but but, uh, who's your character that you're supposing is more powerful than a respawning uh, immortal being of carnage and destruction who adheres to no systems of laws? Okay, I'll go ahead and throw one out that I think can beat it. I'll say, again, I didn't number these, so I'm sort of going on the fly here. Uh, I'll throw Maru into the ring. Okay. You're you're supposing a caster can beat a berserker. Okay. That, and one, I would call Maru's definitely an artificer. I mean, he's not working with artifacts. He's working with flesh. Yeah, more of like maybe a necromancer, which is my main... Which is a caster. Yeah, okay. Which is my main point with him and this guy who you say can conquer death. We'd have a character who can conquer death. In fact, when he conquers death, he makes it better than death. Yeah, absolutely. I think Maru's ability to modify other beings 
would at the very least directly counter whatever video game respawn ability you say this character has because i don't know he could just take out whatever does that and make him worse than new because <laughs> if he See, can make him better he can make him worse too my my argument would be i like this but it's the difference between a cage match and any amount of preparation if maru is just put in a pit with this monster truck dead for sure dead but if if uh maru has his his frankensteinian crew to defend him for a bit they just kill the monster truck one time all he's got to do take that dead monster truck make him better than new and then when old monster truck respawns he's gonna fight a new improved version of himself as a zombie and every time he dies there's gonna be another newer better him yeah so and you've brought up uh, my other big point which is we have established that we think maru has physically created the smoke jumpers being the the five little miniature weird vehicles from planes fire and rescue if like, not that, then they are his human centipede-esque uh, monster piece that he has gained the loyalty of. Yeah, like, and even if he didn't make those, I think what we've seen him do implies he could make them. So okay. I think Maru could amass numbers. I think Maru could make a second Maru, and then they could make things even quicker and make a third Maru and a fourth Maru. Like, I I think he would grow his army exponentially. Okay. And be able to overwhelm most enemies with pure numbers. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to do you a weird favor. Okay. All right, so I've got to defeat Maru. And I'm going to throw one of my people off of this list. I'm going to throw Miss Fritter completely off the list. She... She was one of my candidates, but she's just not playing at this level, you know? I mean, either she is or she's playing way too high of a level on account of being a Mater-esque being with separate teeth. So let's just throw that out. Yeah. And I'm going to go with, okay, you know I love Superman. I do know that. But what if it was Superman and I didn't like him? Sounds like the plot of Invincible and The Boys and lots of comic variants like Superman Red Sun and... And good old Planes. Yeah, okay. Dusty Crophopper. <sighs> That's rough. I thought about Dusty for a minute and I wasn't sure if we made up too much of it for him to count. But I mean, we've made up all of the Mater stuff, so go ahead. Mm-hmm. All right. So the reason that Dusty Crophopper is the most powerful being in the entire Cars universe is because he wants to be. Okay, yeah. What is Dusty Crophopper the best at? Whatever he wants to, whatever he's working on at that moment. Anything he tries to be the best at. May take him a minute, but he gets there. He may have to go through a hero's journey, but if he wants to be the best... He is the best. Not even necessarily he will become the best. He just will be when he needs to be. And he's got a caster on his side. He's got a Merlin-esque figure who will 
uh, pick him up when he's down and make him better than new. So it's, it's tough, but I think that if Dusty wishes to be the best, he is the best. And as such, he is the Superman of this world. He is a flying creature who can be as good, as powerful as he wants to be. And the only limits are the ones in his own mind. That's tough to argue against, man. I, yeah, it's it's tough. I, I Let's see. I think the only argument against is sort of what I said. A lot of this is based off of the character we have given Dusty. But I mean, it's not un- inaccurate. Like, he was a great crop duster. And he wanted to be a racing plane, and that shouldn't have worked. But he was the best in the world at it. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, I'll also be a firefighter because I can't be a racing plane anymore. And oops, he was the best firefighter ever. And also, eh, he can be a, a racing plane again, too. Yep. Like He wanted to do something, and he became the best at it. And then he did it again. And every time he does that, he becomes more powerful. Like, if, if he was in a popular movie and was a woman crappy men on the internet would be calling him a Mary Sue. I mean, he is it's a not Mary inaccurate. Sue. Yeah. Like I'd forget what the other term is, the one for guys, but I just call them supermen. Yeah. He's a superman. He is the guy who he's going to win because he's the guy who wins. Yeah. I don't think I've got one that beats that cuz I like the argument too much. I think Mater would beat him if we were including him. Mhm. Uh, I mean, his title is God King Mater. Yeah. It'd be weird if he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do just kind of want to throw out my other three candidates j- just to see if like we've missed them somewhere in our ordering. And then we'll go through the the top whatever we want to do. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Okay. My my one I was saving was Miss Mrs. UFO. <laughs> okay. The mother of the UFO? The mother of the UFO from from Unidentified Flying Mater. Especially if we assume that Mater has these powers because he is, is of this race of aliens. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I think there's a good argument there. I think your argument for Dusty is both funnier and more interesting. So I'm not going to try to put her above it, above Dusty. But I think she could fit in there. The other two aren't quite as good. Uh, they are Guido, uh, just because we made him a like Burn Notice esque spy that mm-hmm. one time. Yep, uh, and he does potentially have super speed. <laughs> he he definitely has some sort of Captain America like enhancement. Yeah, like he's not the Flash, but. He may have a slight connection to the Speed Force. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other was Stanley, because he's a ghost. Yep. And I think it's... I, I don't know how ghost powers are. Danny Phantom's pretty strong, but mm-hmm. he's also a ghost boy, so... Half ghost, half boy, boy ghost. Gotta catch them all. Okay. So, let, let's let's go through this list. I think we can agree that Mater is an implied number one and we'll just add on however many we want after that. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not, I, I liked your argument too much for Dusty. I think I agree. Dusty should be number one. 
Okay. After Mater, of course. Mm-hmm. But then it gets a little muddy, John. All right. I think we have some really good candidates. My two favorite after that, and I know these are both mine, so sorry, uh, <laughs> were Maru and Mrs. UFO. Okay. Uh, if we want to throw out Mrs. UFO because she wasn't like fully argued, that's fine. But do you? I do you think that disagree? Mrs. UFO or Miss UFO or Ms. UFO. Uh, I think the problem there is that I don't think we've established that Mater is in fact this type of alien. It's fair. I think that she is definitely a powerful being, at least strength-wise. But I think that all we can say for certain is that she has a high lifting capacity and she's very fast and capable of withstanding the vacuum of space. But I don't know if that means she would survive a battle against Admiral Kitty Hawk, a man with very many guns. No. Yeah. I I think there's very little evidence of what the UFOs powers are, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, I just wanted to make sure to throw them out. So do you have one to go up against Maru for the number two spot, or are you conceding to Maru? Well, uh, my my best, like, the person that I'm most into the power level of would be Admiral Kitty Hawk. I know that uh, Ginormous is a monster truck who obeys no laws and <laughs> is just a glutton for violence and punishment, uh, but just because you can respawn doesn't mean you're able to do much, like... If you were to trap Wolverine in adamantium and not use reality stones to change where he is after the fact so that he's not permanently encapsulated forever, uh, then he would be, in fact, encapsulated forever. So I don't know if Ginormous's uh, respawn ability is going to help him in certain situations. Yeah. So are you putting up... Uh, Admiral Kitty Hawk against Maru then for the number two spot? I think Maru gets the number two spot. Okay. Okay. I I mean, it's tough to not just automatically say Admiral Kitty Hawk mm-hmm. <laughs> since it was, again, one of mine as well. I do. I liked your argument. We both agree that Admiral Kitty Hawk is on this list. Yeah. And on my list, I also have, well... The other two, I guess, would be Ginormous and Mrs. Fritter. So, yeah, it, do either of those exist on your list as well? There's Mrs. Fritter. Mrs. Fritter did exist on my list, but she certainly is the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. Like, even right. I think Guido is, I would say, more powerful than Mrs. Fritter. If we uh, disregard any major powers. teeth? Yeah. yeah. All right. So, I think let's go... Or Admiral Kitty Hawk. Yeah, I can agree with that. And I know we put the Queen above her originally, but I don't know. There's a lot to be said about the big, big guns Admiral Kitty Hawk has, mm-hmm. as well as right. the Navy they command. Mm-hmm. Let's see, the others on my list that I like really genuinely put forth were uh, the Queen uh, and Lightning, Lightning McQueen. Well, we already know that Mrs. Fritter is more powerful than Lightning McQueen. Yeah. I, I just, I honestly wanted to make the celebrity argument because I thought it was interesting, but I knew that then we would be like, oh, but they have superpowers. So, <laughs> <Yep>. oops. <laughs> I like Ginormous a lot. 
He's the unkillable man. I'll yeah, I'll 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 throw it to Ginormous for number four. All right. And then let's see. The queen after that? Yep. Alright. That is our top five most powerful creatures in the car's world. The top five most powerful creatures who aren't Mater in yep. the Cars verse. He and... is the zeroth. <laughs> yes. Uh I'll say that we always want audience participation. We always want you all to send in opinions. For this specific series, we super duper duper want you to send in your opinions about this. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know who we didn't even think of. Arguments that like, oh, Lucas, you should have spent more time talking about Stevenson. I think he was actually a really good one. Uh, stuff like that. Or like, what well, you didn't even talk about Finn McMissile and Holly Shift. Well, they've got gun cars and stuff like that. Like, All right. I, I, if, and I'll say, if you manage to convince us, we will, in whatever episode we are doing at the time, go and make an official uh, change to it. How about mm-hmm. that? Does that sound good, Johnny? Sounds good. Okay, so just one more rundown. Our list is an implied mater, then mm-hmm. <laughs> number one, Dusty, number two, Maru, number three, Admiral Kitty Hawk, number four, Ginormous the Monster Truck from Cars the Video Game, and number five, the Queen of England. <laughs> yep. I don't think that that's ever been... Uh, a one through five list before john it'd be shocking if it had been i would be pretty blown away by that mm-hmm. <laughs> if it had. Oh, okay that was fun i liked that a lot all right now do we want to go for a different list and if so which i think it took up you know more time than you thought it would and less time than i did which is the worst possible amount of time it could have taken up Okay. Uh, so, uh, well, I could do a quick interlude for uh, Lucas's advent calendar update. I mean, you you got you got to do it eventually. So why not yeah. now? Yeah, why not in between? You know, one. I'm not going to try to say it, so I don't have to put in the Price is Right sound effects. I don't want to do that. It was very funny to me at the time, but it won't be funny to future Lucas anymore. <laughs> But if you didn't listen to last week, my mom did get me an advent calendar that puts together a Cars play play set at the end of it. So I'm just updating you on new pieces I got uh, and telling you what my favorites are. This week was tough, John, because uh, mm-hmm. I didn't get any more cars. <laughs> oh, you didn't get any more cars? No, no, I did not. <laughs> so if I'm remembering correctly, you have two yeah i've got lightning and mater and there are more in there somewhere but i didn't get any this week okay uh i did i got uh, enough pieces of the track to complete half of it really there's like an oval loop for racing and then a hill that leads into it i've completed the the oval track all right uh i also got uh, a couple of signs one that says uh piston cup racing series and the other that says, Welcome to Radiator Springs. Uh, and I think that's really about it. It was mostly about completing the track this week. So Fair enough. Is, uh, is your favorite piece of the track still top left? Oh, of course. Uh, of course. That, that, that one's uh, a given. Uh, mm-hmm. 
But I think my favorite new addition is probably the Welcome to Radiator Springs signs. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Wasn't that interesting of a week. But the Welcome to Radiator Springs sign is, I don't know, kind of cute, I guess. All right, fair enough. So there you go. There's your update on my advent calendar. I hope you found it as interesting as we did. All right. And uh, for for my segment, that's okay. a part of the interlude that we're definitely scheduled sure. for. Um, time for a not that fun fact of the week. Uh, so I have a motorcycle. That motorcycle is a CB360 from 1976. And uh, one of the reasons it may have been so very difficult for me to get to start uh, could perhaps be the fact that instead of fuel injection, it is, in fact, uh, it's got a carburetor. Cool. Which matches the name of today's episode. There you go. I gotta say, I don't really know what a carburetor is. I just know cars got them, and it's got rate right there in there. Mm-hmm. And I searched for a long time for a car term with rank in there, because we're we're more ranking than rating, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel good about carb ratings. All right. <clears throat> well, it's the thing that mixes the fuel with air at a specific percentage or amount or uh, comparison or even rate, if you will. And uh, it's just the thing that makes the fuel work the way it's supposed to. And fuel injection requires a lot more like actual uh, technology behind it. Whereas a carburetor is more just like a, a mechanism and you need to adjust it for things like air pressure or temperature even. So it's a lot more finicky. Mm. Well, I guess that's the interlude. Did mm-hmm. you decide what you think we should do? I feel best about the like best and worst morally, mm-hmm. uh, or at least one of the two. I uh, like hottest because I made this uh, list very confusing. Okay, I will say, I didn't pick five for this one, because as I said in the text message I sent you, I don't really get what we're going for here. And uh, I really did run with that, with (laughs) the notion that you didn't understand exactly what the point would be. Okay. I took that and I said, good, this is good. Okay, if you want, you can tell me your ranking and I'll say if I disagree with it. How about that? All right, coming in at number uh, seven. Wow. Shu Todoroki. You love this car. Mm -hmm. He's he's a favorite of yours. All right, so Shu Todoroki is the Japanese representation in Cars 2. And, of course, if you look at his design, he is representing the flag of Japan, which is representing, of course, the sun. I see where this is going. Okay, So his entire design is a reference to a star, which, last I checked, is very hot. Yeah, can't argue with that. All right, so that's my number seven. Any uh, argument there? I would say that, although he does represent a sun, he is himself not the sun, so that certainly takes some points off. But he's also, and I'm not afraid to say it, one of the more attractive cars. (laughs) He is an attractive car. So... I think that adds some points that you didn't even throw in there, John. So what's your number six? All right. My number six is, of course, everybody's favorite. Yeah. Jerry Recycled Batteries. Oh, I know who that is. I bet he is pretty warm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because he seems to be a fairly 
a hot-headed individual, if you will. Uh, he gets mistaken for a different type of truck, and he angrily storms off and says, I'm not that, I'm this. I think he says Peterbilt. Yeah. Uh, but the reason he is truly one of the hottest cars... Stupid. ...is because if recycled batteries make contact with one another in the wrong way... They heat up extremely fast and can catch fire. Yeah, and I imagine he just seems to have a big trailer full of them, so I imagine they're doing that. All right, all right. So any any argument there? I think he handily beats Shu Todoroki, I'll say that. Okay, for at least physical warmth. Yeah. yeah. Or at least potential physical warmth. Yes. All right. Next up is me and Tia. <laughs> Sick. Because you know those those two are twins. And they're clearly burning in hell because Mater will not let them go. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah, they're they they are also the ones that they use every time they need something implied to be a car who's implied to be attractive. Yep. And also they're being tortured for all of eternity. And that gets me pretty hot under the collar. I don't know about y'all. Absolutely. And you know who else is hot under the collar? Tell me, Johnny. Snot Rod. Okay, I, that was the one I was I had thought of. Wild that he's number four. I'm excited to see what the other three are. Well, uh, I think that we can both agree he's a very, very hot character. Because uh, when he sneezes, it do big fire. It does do big fire. You gotta remember that. All right. All right. So any any arguments there against Snotrot being number four? I think, yeah, he's he's definitely our top one so far. Uh, mm-hmm. I like the the metaphorical argument for Mia and Tia, but I like the literal one for Snotrot a bit more. All right. And next on our list, number three, hottest car in cars. That's Ramon. Okay. I'm interested to see your argument. Well... You see, Ramon, he's got a lot of interesting things about him. One of which, of course, is his sexuality. He's a very expressive man. But if we're going for hottest, you know we gotta go for how fire his detailing work is. Okay. All right. (laughs) In, In one sense, detailing work, immaculate, beautiful designs. In another sense... His whole thing is making people look better. And in another sense, he does prefer to have fire uh, be the pattern that he does on himself and others. And in another sense that I'm honestly surprised you haven't brought up, you love bringing this up. He's probably also going to burn in hell because he did show his taint to a random woman and man. Uh, Well, yeah, (laughs) there is the fact that he's also a... a, uh, some sort of uh, sexual outlaw. Yeah. Some sort of renegade pervert. Uh, mm-hmm. And real quick, I do want to bring up, this is very tangentially related, but I don't know. We seem like we've gone pretty far off the rails, so that's right. probably fine. Uh, I was looking through Cars diecasts the other day to see which ones I wanted to ask for for Christmas. Uh, you know, normal 26-year-old man stuff. Uh and I did find, you know, my my hearse, Steve Hersell. Mm-hmm. 
I did find that there is another version of Steve Herself uh, from the Hot Rod collection. And okay. It's what it sounds like. They just gave Steve Herself the hearse hot rod flames. <laughs> and that is a Cars diecast you can buy. And I already have Steve Herself. But now, because of what they did, I need a second Steve Hercel. <laughs> Less even because of the implications in-universe, mostly because of the wild decision of the marketing team to be like, oh, there are literally hundreds of named characters in the Carsverse. Who should we give Hot Rod Flames to? I've got it. <laughs> the mm-hmm. Hurts, who appears facing away from the camera in the background of a shot for half of a second. Now, now Lucas. Yeah. Who is this being marketed to? Who is most likely to be shopping for this sort of product? I mean, me. (laughs) And do you think they have done a good job selling this to you specifically? Yes, they've done a phenomenal job. I have to have it now. Uh, But... I, like, I think there were, like, five five cars in the little Hot Rod collection. It's not even like, oh, they're doing everybody. He was one of five or six characters selected to get Hot Rod flames on him. Like, a Hot Rod detail. So, it, it just, I stared at it for a long time, and I needed to tell you all about it. All right. That's fair. Yeah. Sorry I interrupted. Uh, I like the argument for Ramon. I'd probably put Snotrod above him. Go ahead with your next one. Okay, number two. Hottest characters in all of Cars. Lizzie. I gotta imagine her engine would get pretty hot because we probably weren't good at making engines back then. I don't know what your other argument is. She's got black paint all over her, so the interior's probably pretty warm. But I'll stop stalling and let you do the actual argument now. Now everybody loves a good romantic love story. And what does her hot and heavy romance begin with? Okay, yeah, her engine overheats, uh, and she needs to fill up a radiator at Radiator Springs. That's right. Lizzie is the character who has been getting hot and bothered for at least 50 years. Okay. (laughs) This sucks. Yeah, sure, that's great. You did it. (laughs) That's number one, John. All right. And number one, hottest character in the entire Cars universe is, of course, Big D. Sounds pretty hot, but I don't know who that is. <laughs> well, you may remember uh, in Mater Private Eye, there is a character who is the boss man, who is being tracked down by our private investigator. Now, this man is a criminal. This man manufactures tires you know his tires they're actually uh fairly convincing uh forgeries or fakes if you will sure you you could say that uh i just okay i'm so disappointed in myself i was gonna say something it was gonna be great i bet it's because his name's big d no i understand um the the reason that was going to be the other reason is that uh i was going to say his his goods are all hot 
but hot means stolen. It doesn't mean forged. It means stolen. Yeah. He doesn't I mean, sell soul, stolen tires. He's he sells he sells fake tires. I mean the the uh, I'll give you that the reason stolen goods are called hot is because that they are like being tracked down by the police. Like they're so like they're probably could be used for that too. I don't know that I've heard it used for that. Uh, but yeah, you did fumble it on the one yard line a bit there. Yeah. Uh, how about for this one? Since I didn't even come up with any ideas. I just rank them dead on like you, you, you've pitched all of them to me. I'll tell you how good of a job you did. Okay. But, uh, just, just go with this. I got to create some sort of argument. Big D, his occupation is crime Lord and falsifier. Okay. That's pretty good. I'm only going to do a top five. So two of them are going to get cut out, John. You're going to have to be okay with that. I, I am bracing myself. Yeah. I liked Jerry recycled batteries a lot because <laughs> I thought that was a good connection you made. So yeah, what the hell? Jerry recycled batteries, number one. <laughs> then I liked the idea of me and Tia's eternal torment being metaphorically hot. So I'll put them at number two. Big D is named Big D and I can't disregard that. So he'll be number three. Uh... I mean, Snot Rod's the one I thought of, and I am a narcissistic person, so I want to be represented. Number four. So then we've got Ramon, Shu Todoroki, and who's the other one I'm forgetting? Lizzie. The fact that I'm forgetting is not a good omen. Lizzie, you said? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. She does literally overheat. Yeah, okay. Lizzie, number five. Okay, okay. I may not agree with the order. Sure but I can be happy with it. Yeah. Hey, I mean, all of your candidates made it, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Okay. I I think we could maybe do a full episode based on how uh, uh, Most Powerful went on Best Morally and Worst Morally. Mm-hmm. So you want to just finish this out with a quick Best Dancer I, that I actually do have candidates for? All right. Let's do it. All right. Right off the bat, I'm going to throw out a weird one, and it is Dancer. Now, hang on. (laughs) I know what you're thinking. You mean, like, Santa's reindeer, Dancer? And I do. Santa's reindeer canonically exist in the Carsverse. One of them is named Dancer. We don't know if they're good at dancing, but their name is Dancer. So, that's my number five right off the bat. (laughs) Okay. I don't, okay. have, I don't have much of a defense for it. I just thought it was funny that there was a character named Dancer canonically in the Carsverse. Now, there is a character named Holly Shiftwell. Okay. And she shifts pretty well. I bet she I do. I think that could be easily translated into dancing. I mean, you've used basically the same argument I have, which is, ah, their name sort of talks about dancing. <laughs> so what can I say? But no for some more real ones. I did go back and watch the Pixar popcorn short uh, Dancing with the Cars for this, John. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'd say the second best dancer in that would be Ramon. Okay. He uses his hydraulics very creatively in it. uh, And yeah, he was just a genuinely like, oh, this looks like dancing, as opposed to a lot of the other stuff that happens in the short Dancing with the cars. 
All right. Now, what would you say to the idea of it actually being uh, Lizzie? I don't understand immediately, but if you can make me understand it, maybe. Now, Lizzie has by far the most experience on that earth that we have seen. Okay. And she's probably learned a lot of dances in her day. I mean, I don't want to talk about how old and decrepit she is, because that's a little sad, but she is very old and decrepit also, and has trouble moving around, as we've seen. Even in the other uh, Pixar popcorn short, uh, unparalleled parking, I want to say, her whole thing is she can't do it good, and she shakes a lot, and also, she's a Model T who I can't imagine her that maneuverable. I like your argument, but there's a lot of co- counter arguments to it, man. Okay. <clears throat> so let's move on to, uh, of course, uh, Francesco. French, uh, the, the crappy car from Cars 2. The really, really fancy car who's kind of a jerk. Who uh, Flo and... Sally have a thing for because you can see the top of his wheels. Mm-hmm. And he's not afraid to uh, show off the entirety of his body. That's true. And I do like that. Certainly a better argument, sorry, than Lizzie or Holly. <laughs> uh, and he does seem to sort of have the vibe of, you know, having some experience dancing, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I will throw out another character from Cars 2, though, John. Uh, and this is when we're going to send it over to the wiki quote of the day. Sometimes it has a name, but not this time of the day. Give me that, I think, third in a row episode without a name of the day, Wikipedia. Sometimes sometimes I don't want to name it. Uh, <laughs> this time we are going over to worldofcarsdriving.fandom.com slash wiki slash Carla underscore Velosa and... If you don't remember Carla, uh, how could you? She's the Brazilian race car who takes part in the World Grand Prix. And if we do go down to her bio, I did find this by just searching the word dance on World of Cars Drive-In. Carla hails from Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, where she's been known to dance the night away at the famous Car Naval. It's Ah. cars in all caps. Yeah, uh... But nothing makes her happier than being on the racetrack, blah, 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 blah. She dances in her bio, is, is what I'm saying. That's it. That's, oh my, that's, my, that's my whole thing. Okay. Which is more evidence than some others we've had on both um, sides. Well, I think it's time for me to bring in my big guns, my number two. Okay. That is, of course, Flo. Okay. She, also, she did dance with Ramon and was pretty good at it in Dancing with the Cars. And she also used to be a uh, professional dancer. That's true. I think she was a professional singer, but they probably did some moves up there in the Motorola she Girls. She and the uh, Motorola Girls. Absolutely, they were performers. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think there's a good argument for Flo. All right, so that's my number I, two. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and bring out my other big gun, who I wouldn't be surprised if they're your number one, but it is Guido. It is Guido. Guido is the number one. Because yeah. we do see him dance, and he is the best dancer, and he's really good, and he's also a super soldier who is very good at dancing. Yeah, like two of the shorts are basically about him dancing, uh, spinning being one of them. He's very good at that. 
like sign dancing and he physically lifts up luigi and does like lifts and ballroom dance type stuff in dancing with the cars it's hard to beat that one but i do have one above him john oh no and who's that that's john that's you and not you specifically john just a general you the general public because if you'll recall from the Carsland episode with good friend of the show emma there is a ride at Carsland where you get you become a car and dance around in a traditional italian style mm-hmm. but are you also a super soldier who gets to throw cars into the air like it's nothing no so it's probably still guido but this one's more fun because it's on a pre-programmed track, so everyone who does it is equally as good as each other. And Liz is her favorite part of Cars Land because she thinks it's very funny that the cars dance. So people love it. Uh, so I'd say the general concept of you is at least a good number two under Guido. Of course, Guido is above that, but... I don't know. Yeah, I, that one's the funny, cool one. Everyone gets to dance the same same dance. But Flo is, of course, a professional in the field of dance. But see, she's not in the field of dance. She's a singer. She's a part of a doo-wop group. Like, and again, I probably will concede that there was a dance component to uh, the Motoroma girls. But uh, they were a singing group, primarily, I'm almost certain. Yeah, but also they dance. And that means professional dancer. That's fair, but like dancing wasn't their thing. Like dancing is the general guest at Disneyland's thing when they step into whatever the ride is called <laughs> at Cars Land. Okay, but let's say uh, someone were to describe Beyonce as a dancer. Okay. Would you disagree? No, but Beyonce incorporates a lot of dance into her her act that we know and have evidence of. We have not seen like a full Motoroma Girls performance. Like we don't know how much dance they've incorporated. Like Beyonce, yes. But like if you were to say, I don't know, and I know that the girl group, doo-wop group, like that often does have dance, but like if you were to say, I don't know, Chris Martin, the lead singer of Coldplay. If you were to ask me if he was a dancer, just because he's a musician who like probably does, I don't know, a little movement to his music while he sings it, I would say, nah, that's a stretch. And I, I'll, I'll admit, I think Flo is in between that, but I think she's not Beyonce. I think Flo is literally Beyonce. <laughs> well, you can think that, bud. <laughs> you think that all you want. Let's... How about this? I, I was going to do this for a tie, but then I forgot. Let's do coin flip generator. How about that? All right. Coin flip generator to see if the concept of you beats flow. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll let you call it heads or tails. And right. I will virtually pinky promise to be honest about the result. All right. Heads is flow. Okay. I promise it's tails. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Like, I get pretty competitive, so I could see why you'd think I would lie. It, it, I didn't. This tails. <laughs> see, I'm convinced that you wouldn't feel good enough about it, 
and you wouldn't just want me to feel bad about it, that that has to be true. Yeah, but I will give you number three for flow. How about that? All right, sounds I, good. I, sounds I won't good. argue it. So our other candidates to fill out our list, I said Ramon Dancer and the one car who had dancing in her bio, uh, Carla from mm-hmm. Cars 2. Uh, you feel good about any of those for number four, or you want to submit your own for number four? I'm going to say Francesco's got a good a good chance, but I do say that Carla's definitely going to be on this list. She does have dancing right there in her bio. Mm-hmm. And I agree that Francesco's general vibe suggests he'd be a good dancer. I just don't know if the evidence is there. Okay. I'm, so I'm do not we saying want to go Carla off- and then Francesco? Did you have another candidate? Uh, do, 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 do. Um, Holly Shiftwell. Holly and, Shiftwell and Lizzie. And Lizzie. I certainly like Francesco better than those. So yeah, Francesco, number five. I think Holly Shiftwell may have even said the words, I don't dance or something along that line. Okay, so to review, our list is number one, Guido. Number two, the concept of you, any guest at Disneyland, when they inhabit the soul of the car they're dancing in. Number three, Flo, specifically based on her days as a Motoroma girl, the, her former doo-wop group. Number four, Carla, the Brazilian car from the World Grand Prix who likes dancing at Car Naval. And number five, Francesco, because I don't know, he seems like he could dance. Mm-hmm. He seems like not only could he dance, but that he probably does. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. We have knocked out three top five lists this episode. I'm happy with that. All right. Me too. Uh, Me too. And I know I already said it when we got done with the other one, but we really, really want audience participation (laughs) in this. Like, again, don't take this to mean we don't in other episodes. We also really want it there. But like, I think it would be very fun to hear your thoughts on what we got wrong, who we missed, new candidates, new arguments for existing candidates, refutations for like, no, John said this, but actually here's an argument against that. Or Lucas is completely ignoring this part for the concept of you at Disneyland. <laughs> So please, please, please send those to us and tweet at us. And you can do that. The episode's over, by the way. Uh, <laughs> at our uh, email address, which is thekachat at gmail.com. Or you could tweet at us and follow us on Twitter at thekachat. I didn't say thank you. So before I throw it to John, thanks so much for listening. Now I'm throwing it to John. Thank you for listening. Remember to like, comment, subscribe. Tell anyone, everyone you might be the least bit interested in this quirky, quirky, strange little podcast. <clears throat> Rate and review because that could actually help. And until next time, remember to float like a Cadillac. And sting like a beamer. Tiny robots on.